This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, let's pray here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, Lord, we just pray for revelation life to flow and your spirit to move and minister to us. Lord, I pray for impartation that, that this just won't be for the, the intellect but for the soul. Let it, Lord, I pray we get some soul food, some, 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 some food that'll stick to us, that'll that'll get inside of us, touch us on a heart level. Lord, your word uh, renews our mind, but it gives us a new heart. And so, Lord, do all of that it, it, through your word today. We, we honor you, Jesus. We pray that you would have the preeminence in this gathering, in this community, that you would hold the chief seat, Christ, the head of the church. And we, we reverence you in here, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. You guys ready? We're getting to the word. And then you guys can get on out of here and enjoy a beautiful day in Southern California. All right. So spiritual warfare, that's, what, that's, that's the series we're in. We're just talking about spiritual warfare. Anybody get something from last week? We launched the series last week, spiritual warfare. We just talked about victory. I'll kind of review a little bit. We just talked about how God's given us victory. So we don't approach warfare from the defensive ever as a Christian. We approach it from a place of victory. We approach any kind of spiritual warfare from a place of winning. That all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got Jesus on my mind. So I don't know what else. Anyway. But, but we, always, we always win. We are victorious. We, we have been given victory. Jesus does not have to do anything else in respect to he already died. He was buried. He rose again. The war has been won. Amen? Okay, and so, so that was kind of the heart of, of last week. And so we're just going to kind of go, just continue to just dive into the Word. And just really, I want to encourage you and empower you as best as I can. Lord, use me so you can walk up on out of here and have some confidence in Christ. When it comes to the devil or Satan and all the craziness that's going on in this world, that as a church we should never cower, we should never fear walking outside our front door. That, 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 that God is with you, he is, he's in you, he's on you, he has a plan for your life, he has a purpose for your life, you are not alone. Somebody say amen. amen. So when we talk about spiritual warfare, I am not fighting for anything. I'm fighting from something God already did. I'm just, I'm going to win. That battle you're facing, that struggle you're facing, you are going to win. It might not always turn out the way you think, but if you are in Christ, God never loses. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In God, you will come out on top. You, you ever try to push a ball under the water with a bunch of air in it, it will find its way out. You are like, if the devil, in a sense, maybe he tried to push you down. You just, you know, you know weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. I'm aging myself. Anybody remember those things? Those little things, they're just, bo I'm bottom heavy, like, like the Matrix. Ooh, I just, I have a bounce back anointing. <laughs> I just, I just bounce back. I just keep coming back, right? I just, I just get, I just get back in the game. The right, a righteous man falls seven times, but gets back up. Look at your neighbor and say, you're looking pretty righteous this morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's my, that's my, um, 
my introduction. Is that all right? You guys ready? Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Look at your neighbor say, I'm winning. Look at somebody else say, I plan on winning. Look at somebody else and say, that's cool. But I already won. Just tell them, I already won. I already won. And I'm not talking about that argument with somebody in your life. Anybody in here, you ever feel like you have to have the last say? No? Some people are like, I, I never feel that I have to have the last, just kidding, just kidding. But you know what? God always has the last say. He always says, it ain't over until God says it's over. It ain't over until God says it's done. God always has the last say. You ever got anybody in your life, not you, not you, but anybody in your life, they always got to have the last say? They always have to say the last thing? Yeah. <laughs> Just look at me. You're safe. There's, it's a safe place. It's a safe place. Just look at me. Keep your eyes over here. I'm not, I'm not going to look at the person next to you like, mm-hmm, yeah. But God always has the last say, because I think when we talk about, I know I'm talking a bit here, I will get to the Bible, I promise. But when we talk about spiritual warfare in a Christian context, in the church world, sometimes it's almost like, oh, I, you know, I got to fight the devil, and the devil this, and the devil that, and, and, and it's like, oh man, the devil's after me. And, and, and the devil is real, just, demons are real, but, but, the, but the foundation of your faith in God is complete and total victory that you are more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I don't care if that struggle's internal or coming at you. You in Christ will always win. You will always come out on top. You don't have to settle for defeat in any area. I know, I know it's quiet, but, but it's true. That's, God loves you. He sent his Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you. He, won, he defeated, the Bible says, death, hell, and the grave. I mean, eternity is fixed, and we're winning. Look at your neighbor and say, it feels good to be on the winning team for once. Just tell them. Yeah. Anybody ever, you ever play games with the, you know, out in the neighborhood or at school, and you, you, you like, and, and, and you're like, man, I want, I want that, I want him to, I want that one to pick me. He's the tallest and the biggest. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I was the, I was the little, I, I used to be the little guy. Like, I still am the little guy. And so I understand, like, you know, when it came to sports and stuff, it's like I had to fight a little harder to prove myself. I had to, like, foul a lot and, and just be super aggressive. So, yeah, get Sean because he, he will get the ball, guaranteed. Or he'll, get, he'll foul out. You know what I'm saying? I was so little. Sorry, I know. I'm going to preach in a minute. But I played Little League as a kid. I was so little that the, way, the strategy my coach gave me was to just crowd the plate and get hit by the ball. <laughs> and so I batted first. I was, I was, I was, I was always a lead batter because I'd get hit by the ball, get on base. And I was pretty fast too. So, so anyway, so what does that have to do with my message? Nothing. Just, um, but, what it, but what it is is, look, you, God picked you and he's on the winning team. You got picked. You're, you're, you got chosen to be on the winning team. Amen. Amen. All right. Say, once again, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. It's a very popular portion of Scripture about warfare. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. When it says flesh, real, I'll just break it down real simple here. It means um, human effort. Though we walk in a physical body, we don't war according to that. Okay, 
um, now some of us in here, I know that you were very good at warring in the flesh. Some of you. I'm not going to, I won't look at you, but I know your past, your history. You were very good from a physical standpoint <laughs> of doing some damage. All right? But in, the, in Christ, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Okay? They're not of human effort. They're not of the natural world, but mighty in God. Okay? Mighty in God. And this is the thing. is I, I hear Christians say all the time, I'm going through warfare. Or I'm, go, I'm going through, I, man, I'm facing some warfare. But scripturally in this context, and I understand you might feel like you're being attacked. You feel the pressure. You feel like, man, there's something like demonic trying to mess with me. The devil's tempting me. I'm getting doubts, whatever it is. I understand that. But here, scripturally, it says the weapons of your warfare, meaning you're the one doing warfare, not the devil doing it to you. So the weapons of our warfare... Not, it's not defensive. It's my warfare. The Bible says that, that God actually wages war. He starts it. He sent his son. It was God's plan. Jesus coming to the earth to destroy the works of the devil was not God's reaction to what the devil did. It was God's plan. So I, like we as Christians in a sense, from a spiritual perspective, we pick the fight. We, it's the weapons of our warfare are mighty in God to what? Pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, everybody say thought, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And so I just want to kind of, there's a lot in the scripture. I'll probably read it each week a little bit because there's so much in it, but I'm just going to kind of glaze over this one and we'll move on, is that spiritual warfare many times has to do with the way we think. That's why, you know, Joyce Meyer wrote that book, The Battlefield of the Mind, because this is where warfare happens at times in our thoughts. They are, are the weapons of our warfare are mighty in God. And so my first point is real simple. We fight in God's might. We approach life in God's might, in God's grace. The weapons of our warfare, our warfare, are not natural. They aren't human effort, but mighty in God. We fight in God's might. Okay? And now, I'm going to break down some of these words here for you. I'm going to teach you something here this morning. It says, mighty in God, and mighty, might, God's might, to what? Pulling down strongholds. Pulling down strongholds. So spiritual warfare in God, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, dwells your mortal body, quickens your mortal body. That we were praying this morning on Facebook together as a community, uh, praying that the, the prayer that Paul prayed was that, that, that he would strengthen you with might might, power, dunamis, explosive power by his spirit in your inner man. Meaning God can give you inner strength that is not natural. It is supernatural strength. So God's mouth is what, is what pulls down strongholds. That word pull down really means to demolish or to destroy. 
And I'm going to give you the definition of stronghold. It's this. It's false or unscriptural thinking. Okay, some of you are taking notes here. We're talking about warfare. Tell you what, most of the things I've gone through as a Christian was up between these two ears. Processes, challenges, God stretching me. And I'm like struggling. Uh, the way we grew up, the way we think, uh, the way we think about ourselves, the way we think about other people, the way we think about God, the way we think about our Heavenly Father. He's so gracious and loving, but some of us have strongholds in our mind, maybe because of the way our natural Father dealt with us. We, we kind of interpret that as the way God would deal with us. And we all have things in our mind that, that God wants to renew. And so stronghold is false or unscriptural reasoning. It's a, basically this. This is what a stronghold is in a spiritual world, it's a wrong way of thinking. I'll give you an example. Racism is a stronghold. It is a wrong way, a demonic way. It is warfare. It is not of God. Somebody say amen. Racism is taught. God does not, no human was created to hate a person. The Bible even says to love those that hate you. So, you know, so that is a stronghold. That is a wrong way of thinking. That in God's might, we have authority to tear these things down. And I'm not talking about other people, per se. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about what is in my mind. What, what, what is God wanting to tear down that is not of him? A way of thinking. Here's another one, pulling down strongholds or casting down um, arguments. Arguments, here's arguments. It's the same kind of thing. Um, I believe the King James uses the word imagination. Not like a, I know imagination's a good thing, like imagine and picture. But what this is, is a false imagination. A, 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 this is when we take unhealthy ideas. I know I'm going kind of deep here on a Sunday morning. But it's when we take unhealthy ideas and we call them our own. I'm using racism because it's so blatantly out there today and I'm just saying like that, that that's what race, it's taking something that is unhealthy and saying and, and we personalize an unhealthy thinking pattern. And, and we all have thoughts or things or ways of thinking in the word of God, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Even in uh, certain, uh, um, ch the church world at times, there could be certain religious ways of thinking and, and that it's not of God, it's just religious. It's not the word, it is religious. If, if we take God's word and we use it to condemn somebody, that is a stronghold. That, that, that kind of thing needs to be torn down because this word is so powerful and I could take it and condemn somebody with it. And, and they might be living a certain lifestyle, but I take it and go, you know, and I could use this with the wrong spirit and, and it, could, could, it could condemn and hurt. And how many people have been in church and they're not in church because they were condemned or they were, they were um, you know, uh, religiously attacked, you know, and it's just unhealthy. So, so that's where this comes in is in spiritual warfare, many times when you're walking through something with God, is your thinking will be challenged by God. He's going to challenge your thinking. 
I'll give you an example. I grew up in the skateboard world, skateboard community. From a little kid all the way up, that was the industry I was in. And, and so with, with the, the environment I grew up in when I was skateboarding, there was a certain mindset that I adopted in that environment. It was just, and it might not be every skateboarder, so don't hate on skateboarders now because of what I'm saying. I'm just telling you my story. But my wife will say at times, and it's kind of a joke around the house, she's like, skaters are haters. Because, because, uh, what, what's so funny? That's not funny, right? And it's like, I grew up in a culture that was very, like, if you weren't part of us, you were gonna get clowned and ripped to shreds. And really what it was, was masked by insecurity. Because you're only gonna dog somebody and push them down because it's a deflector. I know. I'll just talk about my own story. <laughs> but I adopted, and there were certain things that were kind of cool. It was as far as a mindset, like, let's go do it first. And I was in an environment where it's like, man, let's just, who cares what people think? Who cares what people think? And man, I'll just be honest with you. If I show you, I mean, I look goofy. The way I dress, it was just, it was, but we were like, so what? We're, we're trendsetters. <laughs> It didn't last too long, but you know, but, but it was a mindset. It was a way of thinking, okay? So, so not that it was all bad, but that was bad. It was pride. It's very judgmental. It was hard to get in and hard to get out, okay? Like, you know, it was, it was just a, a mindset, a subculture that was like anything outside of this doesn't fit and it's wrong. So weird. I don't, you know, looking back now, like it was so like, you know, we, you know, you can't come in here unless you act like this, look like this, and talk like this. It was a stronghold. That's what it really means. It's a fortress, a way of thinking. And, and coming into the kingdom of God, I was challenged and to come up out of some thinking patterns. The weapons of our warfare are not, are not carnal. They're not earthly. They're mighty and gone to pulling down destroying things that aren't of God inside of our thought process. Amen. You know, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. As a man thinks, so is he. Amen? And, and, and like, you know, then in the 90s, the rollerbladers came out. And they got no mercy from us. And I'll be honest with you, you know, and it's okay if you rollerblade. I'm not hating. I've been delivered. I may not do it. I'm not going to put those on. I'm not that good at it. But it is a mindset that shut people out because of an interest they have. Some of you are looking at me like, yeah, it's still corny though. You're right, it is. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But, but and, 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 and in my generation, it was just very intense. There was strict parameters you had to get around. You couldn't. You know what I'm saying? And, and that is not of God. I can have interests and opinions, but when it starts to, to draw a fortress around my thinking that limits my access to people and their access to me, I just built a stronghold. I know some of the stuff is a little comical, a little, you know, but, but there's a, re, you know what I'm saying? And so we come, so all of us come with something. There's a, and, and not that God's going to condemn you where you are and, oh, you, you got all this stuff going on, I got strong. No, I don't want you to freak out on it. I'm just saying, allow God's might to free you of thought processes that aren't uh, in the word. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, and sometimes those are things about yourself. You know how powerful words are, that words spoken over you. You're, you know, you hear stories. I've heard, you know, being in the church world, helping people, that, man, their parents told them they were nothing. They would never be anything. They're going to be, you know, a, a hooker on the street and homeless and never amount to anything. And those words are so powerful that a person's identity is all jacked up because now their parents or that voice built a stronghold in their thinking about themselves and you come to Christ and God's like I want to tear that down I want to break you out I want to get you free sometimes it's a process anybody know what I'm talking about in your walk with God that God has dealt with some some things yeah and so and so there you go so so God's might this is what it is it's it's literally God's preeminent ability God wants to unravel us. In, in, in regards to spiritual warfare, we fight in God's might. Okay, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. Here it is again. The might of God. This is, we prayed this this morning on Facebook Live. That he would grant you, look, look at your neighbor say, that's me. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might. Dunamis, the power of God. Be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So warfare is happening up here, but God wants to start here. He wants to develop an inner strength inside of us. He wants you to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Because you are not going to win the battle trying to think through things. It's going to come by the spirit of God inside of you. That he will strengthen you. Say this with me. Say, Lord, strengthen me with might. By your spirit, through your spirit, in my inner man say this with me say my inner man is strong I'm full of the Holy Spirit I'm spirit-led I'm not stronghold led I'm a spirit being my inner man is strong resurrection power is in my inner man in Jesus name amen Amen. Come on. Yeah. So, what you were just doing warfare. Warfare, I mean, some people, man, you grew up in the Pentecostal church and stuff. Warfare was like, ah! Like, it was like you had swords out and stuff. And You know what I'm saying? Some people shaking their heads. Anybody? Like, you, warfare was like an event. I mean, in the 90s, there were conferences. Everything was warfare. Because the devil's out there. We got to get, you know. And I get, I get the, 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 there is the prayer and all that good stuff. And I understand. But, but warfare isn't an event. It's, a, it's the Christian life. And it doesn't have to be all super intense in the sense that it, you have to just be screaming and, and all this stuff. And yes, I, we love to pray loud. We are passionate for God. We're going to get loud and give God a shout and all that good stuff. But warfare is what I do. It's not me responding to what the devil did. I understand at times you might feel like, no, devil, you ain't going to do that. But I get it. But, but warfare is what I do. It, praise is warfare. Like we said, lift, I'm going to do some what, warfare. Lord, I love you. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's some warfare. Thank you, Lord. Bless my wife. Cover her. Keep her. Lord, keep making her beautiful for me. Jesus, hallelujah. What are you, warfare? You know? Warfare is, warfare is what we just did. War, getting your word, praying the word, telling, telling yourself what the word says about you. Warfare. I'm, what my wife did during offering. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. 
Blessed in my body, spirit, soul, and body. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Say it like that. The devil doesn't like it when you talk. No, I'm just fine. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And start humming. Mm, start swaying. I, I tell you, we, 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 folk, we need a black choir up in here. I'm telling you. <laughs> Robes and everything. Let's do this. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, yes, Lord, mm, Jesus. Start rocking. He's a living God. Jesus, right? Warfare is what the Christian does. It's how we do. It's just how we do. It's just what we do. Winning, victory, life, prayer, declare whatever take open the bible pray it was telling our oc campus on thursday night sometimes you you're like i don't know what to pray for just open it and start praying father in the name of jesus how can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according lord i thank you lord i'm gonna cleanse my way because i'm a young man in the name of jesus thank you lord i'm a young man hallelujah i'm a young man in the name of jesus taking heed according to your word i'm gonna take heed according to your word I literally just open it read it Open your Bible, read it. Look at this is what's going to change your, your, your mind. I can't help you. I can't help you. My wife can't help me. Well, she helps me in some things. But you hear what I'm saying? This, this is what's going to destroy the strongholds. This is how you're going to break out and break out and step into new territory. Even just going to the skateboard world, there's a certain way I dressed. I get in the church world, and I, I couldn't, I mean, they, they, they put me like in a suit and a tie. And, I, and I'm, I'm so thankful I don't have to wear, I mean, I have that stuff, but it's cool that it's not a have to. Somebody say amen. amen. But, but I'll be honest with you, I, I, this is just my own story, is it was good for me to step out of what I was comfortable with. It was, and it, it was breaking me out of patterns. There's a certain identity I had with the way I dressed. There was a certain vibe I had. This, and, and, that, and then that coming into the kingdom, I believe God used that for me to break me out of comfortable things. It wasn't about the clothes. It was about what's up here. It's about changing my mentality, my mindset. That at the base of spiritual warfare is getting free of ways of thinking. Jesus set this mind free. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is our comforter, right? But he's also powerful. He's our comforter. He's peace. But there is a characteristic of the Holy Spirit that is might, that is power, that breaks things, that destroys the work of the devil. Amen. First John chapter 3 verse 8. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, says, it says, He who sins is of the devil, for, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. Some people will look at that and go, oh, I sinned, I'm of the devil. No, it's talking about a lifestyle, perpetual lifestyle. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I just want to make that clear. But he who has a lifestyle of sin is of the devil. For the, the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose... The Son of God was manifested or made known or was revealed, born of a woman, came into the earth. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Why did Jesus come? To destroy sin. 
the effects of sin. So God, in, the, in the, the gospel, the purpose of God, Jesus, our wonderful, loving Savior, the purpose of him being manifested was to destroy the works of the devil. That's what might does. It destroys the works of the devil that have going on in between these two ears. That word destroy means this. If you're taking notes, it means to loosen. It means to release what has been held back. So God comes, see, God's not trying to just change you. He's trying to get something to you. But he has to, he has to create a new wineskin up here so he can pour new wine in it. I'm the wineskin, and he wants to work on that wineskin. He wants to get in there and, and, and he wants to make it pliable because he's not trying to pour fresh revelation into a mind that is unhealthy. You, it's, you know, the, the, the old wine, the, you don't pour new wine into an old wineskin or the, the, the wineskin will burst. So God's not just trying to change us. He's trying to pour something in us, but in order to pour something fresh in us, he's got to change thinking. Come on, somebody. Anybody want to grow? Say, take me higher, Lord. Come on up a little higher. Joel chapter 3, verse 9. Here we go. Um, Joel chapter 3, verse 9. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare. Look at this. This is all throughout Scripture. This is a prophet Joel. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Any mighty men in here? Right? Wake up the mighty men. Let the men. Let the men of war. Any men of war? Yeah. Ooh, what was that? Come on now. It's like, where are the men of war? Where are the men of war? Let all the men of war draw near. This is the thing. Sometimes in warfare, we kind of pull back. When we go, we pull back, we hide. I get to hide in his presence, but don't hide from the people in your life. Don't hide from, from, don't hide from the people that are trying to help you. So let the men of war draw near. When it gets tough, draw in closer. Lean into it. Man of God, I'm talking to the men in here, lean into it. Don't back away. Lean into it. Lean into it. Come on, put your back into it. Lean into it, men of God. Lean into it. Like, let the men of war prepare for war. Wake up, wake up. Look at, look at the man here say, stay woke. Wake up the mighty man. Let the men of war draw near. When it gets tough, relationship gets tough, the situation gets tough, life gets tough, lean into it, man of God. It is you, you have what it takes. You as a man have the DNA to fight. You were built to fight. You're supposed to fight. Yeah. You're supposed to be up in there. You, you're supposed to engage. You're supposed, you just got to fight the right way. Man, we're supposed to fight. We're, we're, we are genetically encoded. If somebody crosses the line, there's something in us that says, no, we got to put them back on the other side of that line. Come on, man. There's something about a man that wants and desires to protect. And sometimes we've done that in an unhealthy way. Lean into it on a spiritual level. Lean into it. You got what it takes. You don't be scared. You got what it takes. Don't cower. 
You know, the Bible says, I know we talk about a lot of people that are going to hell, but the Bible says cowards are going to hell. That's what it says. And I'm not, I'm not saying anybody's going to hell. I'm just saying, I don't want to be a coward. Come on, men of God, where are the men at? In our leadership meeting, and I, 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 we've been praying, and I notice Chris here. Every time we're praying, Chris is praying. He's like, I'll pray for that. I'll pray for that. I'm like, awesome. Praise God. Man of God praying. And his Venetia over there, like, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. So there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, when you see a man step up, I'm talking to the women too. Encourage him. Do that, man of God. Do that. Man, that's what men of God do. We show up. Draw near. Let all the men of war draw near. Come on, somebody. Man, let the men of war draw near. Not Where's Sean at? Look at somebody say, where the men at? Let all the men of war draw near. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Let them come up. Wake up, show up, and come up. That's not even in my notes. Hallelujah. Write that down. Wake up, show up, and come up. Come on, men of God. But we, we, I tell, I'm telling you, all throughout Scripture, man, you look at the definition of man. It means a role model. Some men, I don't want to be too late. You're a man. You are a role model. I don't care if you're married or not or have kids or not. You are a man. And men are role models by definition. Yeah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. My second point, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. That's why he came. Jesus came. We're almost done here, guys. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. He didn't come to play patty cake with the devil. He didn't come to, to make religious people feel, feel scared of the devil. He came, he came to destroy the works of the devil. I just want to say that I just feel this in my heart and my spirit. Every man in here, you have what it takes. You have the DNA. God made you a man. You are a role model. I don't want that pressure. No, you have to carry that pressure. <laughs> And you, are, you were made to carry that pressure. Come on, somebody. And you can do that. Our, our women need us to, to, to absorb and take on the brunt of that pressure. And because, look, when you don't take it on, you're outside of your position. Okay, I hope men come back next Sunday. <laughs> I'm not saying perfect. I'm just saying show up. That's all. Just show up. You'd be surprised what kind of grace and anointing and blessing you comes on your life just for showing up. I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about doing it all just right. I'm just saying show up with a smile. I'm here. How y'all doing? Up in the house. Show up to prayer. Show up. When your kids are acting kind of way, whatever, show up, prep, show up. When, when your wife's not feeling 100%, show up. When the dishes aren't done, show up. 
When the garbage needs to be emptied, show up. Come up. Show up. When she needs some help with some stuff out of the car, show up. All right. Hallelujah. Show up when she needs emotional support. Show up when she needs an ear. Show up when she needs to vent. Show up. <laughs> you guys all right? I'm preaching out of my spirit now. You guys got me preaching out of my spirit lately. Somebody's praying in here. The word mighty men, it means man. Some versions say mighty men. Some just say man. It's the same thing. Men were made to be mighty. Gabor in the Hebrew, it's, the, it's Gabor. It's, it's the Hebrew word Gabor. It means champion. Men were created to be champions. Men were created. We're talking about spiritual warfare in the place of a man in it. Why, 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 why is always women showing up to prayer meetings? Why, why is the woman always the prayer warrior? I understand their place, and yes, thank you, please, women, don't stop praying, thank you. But where the, where's Gabor at? The mighty man, show up. Champion, mighty men, it means men. That's what it means, mighty men. We gotta speak that over, over one another, men of God. You're a mighty man. You got what it takes. You're a champion. You're a strong man. You got this. Just tell that to Nico all the time. Boy, you got what it takes. Who is Dada's boy? That's what he does. Who's Dada's boy, Nico? I, I don't know if I do it for my own ego or, or just for him, but both. Because something about a son doing that when you're like, who's, your, who's Dada's boy? And he's like, I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I want to be... I, I just keep asking him for my own. It's just speaking to me. Come on, any fathers out there? You want your boys to be your boys, right? Amen. Prepare for war. That word prepare, here we go. We're going to go on to the last point here. That word prepare really means to consecrate. It means to be set apart. And there's something about the Christian um, the, in Scripture that associates a Christian to signing up for the military. There's this connection of Christian and stepping into a war. That it's not, oh, they're warfare people, or they're in the war. No, when you say yes to Jesus, you are, you are signing up for the Lord's army. I'm in the Lord's army. Uh, come on, kids, you grew up in, how's it go? <laughs> wow, we need to learn that. <laughs> no, but we're in the Lord's army, right? But there's something about the Christian associated with being a soldier. Uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, it says, No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. It doesn't mean we're not living life, but we're not going to be entangled in because I am a soldier. There is this degree of separation for a Christian. And we all might be at different levels, but the Christian by nature is different. Whether you just got saved or you're just going to ask the Lord into your heart this morning, or you've been saved for the last 40 years, the Christian is separate. It's, there's something unique and sacred about the Christian. 
It says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That why? Why? That he might please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Uh, that word prepare means to consecrate, set apart for a holy purpose. Don't be entangled with the affairs of this life. This is my last point. My last point. Soldiers are separated. There is this part of being a Christian that, that we are separated. We are, you know, the Bible says, you know, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That you are different now. You, God's inside of you. I, I don't mean in a religious way, but you are different. You are unique. You are separate, you are unique, and you are whole in Christ. When God comes to house a person's soul, they are separate. That there's some things we do that others don't do. There's some things we don't do that others may do. I am separate. I will not, as a soldier, be entangled in the affairs of this life. To please, you know, I, I, it's a willing service rendered to others. As a soldier, when you say yes to the Lord, we're talking about spiritual warfare, that there is power in separation. I'm not entangled. You can't untangle somebody if you are entangled in it yourself. When God comes to live inside of you, He separates you. There, there's this, it's sacred. This we call our church sanctuary sacred place in LA sanctuary LA we are sanctifying LA that, that that we this is the sanctuary this room is used for one purpose to gather to glorify him to receive his word this is a sacred space this this podium in and of itself isn't sacred but what this environment represents is it is sacred during the week John here one of our deacons in training comes here throughout the week just to make sure things are on point. Why? It's sacred. He just, he's given himself for the service of other people. So to some degree, if you had a, 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 an awesome encounter with Jesus in here and you enjoyed being at church today, you can go and thank John right here because he came in here just to make sure the chairs were straight this week. All right, here's my last verse, and we'll close in prayer. Did you guys get something out of this? You guys feel like you, you got some food, you got, you, got some, you got some meat, stick to your ribs? Yeah? Philippians chapter 2, verse 25. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a soldier in the Lord's army. I got my war clothes on, the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army hallelujah we got any soldiers up in here <laughs> Philippians chapter 2 verse 25 soldier once again we fight in God's might we fight in God's might Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil kind of flowed out of my spirit they're talking to the man I pray and I hope that that was encouraging to you men of God And last point is soldiers are separated. Here we go. Philippians chapter 2, verse 25. We all need soldiers in our life. We need people, we need, we need people that will fight for us. 
We need people to fight along with us. We need people in the trenches with us. He says, yes, yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, here we go, and fellow soldier. I mean, we all need soldiers. People that are going to pray for us. People that are going to speak life over us. And it's cool, he said, fellow soldier. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're in this together. Look at your neighbor and say, we're in this together. Fellow soldier. It says, and he also says, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. He ministered. The kingdom of God needs soldiers. That, that ain't going to go nowhere. And I don't mean as far as your purpose. I just mean that you're going to stay in the game. You're going to draw near. House, homes need soldiers. This world needs soldiers. This community needs soldiers. Boyle Heights needs soldiers. This isn't this soldier thing, this militant thing towards people. I'm talking about on a spiritual level. I'm talking about the fight within my own mind. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the spirit of a thing, the attitude of a thing. I want to get around people that will smack the devil right off of my head. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Needed that. Thank you, Nathaniel, for slapping that demon off of my head. Because <laughs> Thank you. Come on, somebody. I want to get around some people like, whoo, got a fresh of breath of fresh air being around certain people, man. I, I don't need people entangled and stuff and me trying to entangle. No, I need kingdom folks. I need, I, I'm not talking about perfect. I need some folks that are coming with some spiritual life and some, some pure love that's all about going and growing with God. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to get entangled in anything. I understand like that culture has its place and I don't just mean ethnicity, I just mean things that we like or don't like or, you know, but that stuff's secondary. I need some spirit. I need some inner, I need somebody with, with something in here. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're not a 49er fan, it's cool. I, I wore my 49er jersey to leadership, but I wouldn't dare bring it into the sanctuary. Because this is a sacred place. And I know there's some Rams fans in here. I'm not trying, you know what I'm saying? Uncle Zari wore a giant shirt. Don't bother him. It's okay. We're from the Bay Area, all right? <laughs> Dodgers fans are looking at Uncle Zari like. We're all on the same team. I want some people with some spiritual gumption, some spirit life. I want, I want to get around people that prophesy over me, speak life over me, encourage me, sing happy birthday to me. <laughs> but here it is, minister to my needs. This is what it means real quick and I'll close here, but it means belonging to the people. You might look at me, oh, Pastor Sean, you know, he's a minister. No, Christian equals minister. Now, I don't mean in this context you are called to minister to somebody, Jesus. This ain't like the priest and you can't do nothing. If anything, this environment's to empower you to do something. So when he said this guy, Epaphroditus, was ministering to his need, that word minister means a person that belongs to the people. 
an official servant who works for the good of the community. That's what we need in, in America. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.